Welcome to Invisible Talks. I'm your host, Tyra Elan. For 2022, we're doing things a little differently. We're recording in the Podcast Town studio, so please contact them for all of your podcast needs. Editing, recording, pre-production, from start to finish, they've got you. And for this season, we're bringing you different segments each week. We are all about perspectives and hearing one's story, so don't forget that because it won't change. But today's segment is the love of art, getting to know the artist through their lyrics. Today's artist has endured many trials to be sitting across from me today, and we go back a little bit of ways. <laughs> we want to honor her by exploring her love of art of rap. Before we dive into her lyrics, let's get to know a little bit about you. So when did your love for music begin? When can you go back to like your first memory of like, mm. this is me and I found a pulse? Well, I always tell people that um, if you cultivate a gift, then you can expand it. And so my love for art in general became from writing. So like when I was six, I was always like writing. And I was actually writing country lyrics because we weren't really listening <laughs> to a lot of rap music when I was growing up. And uh, from there, I just, I always just like used to lock myself in the room, like writing poetry, writing stories. And um, I think it was like probably around eight or nine, I would start going out into my living room like mom you want to listen to this thing and so this this living room space became my little like performance area and when I was I believe 13 we went started going to this church sorry y'all I don't remember what it was <laughs> but there was a rap uh, boys rap group and I was always hanging out with all the guys so uh, they were like a poetry group and so we was hang out we were all just like spitting poetry after after church and one of them, his name was Robbie. He was like a really great writer. And so they were like, he was like, yo, you know, he's, he was like the best rapper. And so they were like, you should try it. And I was like, all right. So like I went home and that's the time when like Remy Ma had that song conceited out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I did a cover to that song and I wrote the lyrics over and remixed it. And I came back to church with the burden CD because my mom saw that I was writing a lot. So she bought me the equipment. Okay. And so I came back with that. We played in the car and everybody was like, oh my God, oh my God, you're so good. This is crazy. Like you should do this more often. You should rap. You start rap, rap, starting, start rapping. And I was like, I was excited about it. I thought it sounded good. I was a little, it was crazy because I never heard my, I always heard my voice because I would record acapella and like all my poetry, spoken word. I don't know if you know who Shonda Rhimes is, but she's yes, fucking yes. amazing. Yeah. I used to watch her YouTubes all the time. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, I came back and I was like, okay, this is cool. I never heard that. So I did a whole mixtape that summer with all like the hits, stuff from T.I. And yeah, after that point, I was like, okay, I definitely want to pursue this. I felt like I had a talent and my mom started like booking me for uh, gigs and stuff. I was performing at schools and, and like little cafe bars and stuff like that. So Holy yeah, smokes. she was, she was the person that really pushed it. You know, she was like, she's really good at it. Like, let me help her support. So she got me all the equipment and stuff. So that's dope. When I hear you talk about poetry and like writing, mm. especially at six years old, right? Yeah. Like I can go back and look at my planners from high school, mm. from when I was younger, all these poems yeah. and they meant something deep. Like whether it was the first love, mm -hmm. oh my God, he loves me. We're getting married. Or, you know, best friend, she made me mad. We're right. not friends anymore. We're going to fight. Dude, yes. It's like super <laughs> deep in those moments, right? And so mm. when you think about your life, what is the hardest thing that you've had to overcome? And have you wrote a song about it? One song that I wrote, and it was kind of like about growing up with my mom and, and my dad and how that relationship was really toxic. And then my mom getting sick. You got 
people were around around that time. Um, you know, she had like a stroke in the middle of the night and it kind of changed her. She just went from one person to another, you know, because like talk anymore, like all those things. And it's it's just like, you know, she was a college college graduate, real estate agent, like she had her own business. Um, she just was phenomenal. So to go from that to this other extreme where, you know, she's become dependent on just doctors and other people helping her. Um, that was really hard. I never wrote about it because I just I don't think I've figured out how to really write about it. You know, it's one of those things that even now I'm still going through because, you know, I just buried my father and now I'm taking care of her. And so I'm also still taking care of her with, uh, you know, the talking and whatever. But, you know, all this time, you know, he had kept like after she got sick, he kind of like kept her from us, like isolated her. And that was hard because, you know, she was really the lifeline to the family anyway. So everyone kind of just kept their distance because they didn't want to like fight with him. And, you know, she, I would ask her like, Hey, you know, what do we need to do? If we need to take steps, if we need to get you out of this situation, but she would say she was fine. And I think like, she just didn't want to cause like chaos. Yeah, exactly. She was more like, I'll endure it. This is hard on my children, you know? But, you know, like he didn't even tell me, you know, I just as I just recently took over, I didn't know that she was losing her vision. So I found out that she's going blind just recently. And that's a whole nother thing, because, you know, her two, uh, I mean, your your dominant skill, boner skills are your eyes, your talking, you know, because even if you can't like move your body or if you paralyze or something like, yeah, you can't walk around, but you don't lose that human, that connection, that human right. connection as much. You know, you can mm-hmm. still sit at a cafe and talk with friends you can still tell people what you need so that's been a challenge because like you know like every day we're practicing at the house like how to move around what to do um and yeah it's a it's definitely something I'm trying to get used to it's a lot of responsibility um I just I'm the youngest but I'm like the most responsible so it's like I I was like well I'm gonna after he passed I was like well I'm gonna take over because at least I know she would be fine, you know, and right. my siblings are just so, like, just not <laughs> dependable in that mm-hmm. way. So, uh, it's hard now to merge music and do that, and I kind of try to keep them separately. So, when you ask me, do I write about it, I try not to write about it, because I don't mm-hmm. want to think about it when I'm writing about my music, you know. I want to go somewhere else. I want a vacation. I get away. But I, b- I believe that our stories have power as well. So, you know, doing some- this podcast is a way to get it out. Art to me is not just music. It's not just rap. It's the way you live your life. It's the, how you talk to other people. It's what you do. And it's just, it's just, it's a lifestyle thing. That's what art is for me. So, you know, even when I'm just out and about helping somebody, holding the door, get, getting groceries or whatever, helping the little kid take out the trash, that's art to me because really what I'm trying to teach the world is like, you know, we can live and build a better world through kindness, you know, through humility and uh just just self-respect and and respect towards others so that's kind of like my new brand and how I've been pushing things I really want people to see me for the person that I am not just the artist so that's really interesting um and that perspective and mindset I haven't heard many artists say I want to retreat from my life and talk about you know this space of vacation imagining dreaming Mm -hmm. so what inspires you to write if it's not the depth of what you're experiencing in those moments I think that, like, what I like to write about now is, like, this fantasy world. Like, okay. what things would be like if everything was fine or what things will be like when everything's good. You know, um, 
I think that's why, like, I sent you, I was like, when you asked me to send you a song, I was like, <laughs> I have, like, hundreds of songs. So I was like, right. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I said, like, what's next? Because I sent you the song, what's next? Because honestly, that that is what I've been focusing on is, you know, I try my best to stay in the present, obviously, because enjoying the present, like, you're, if you have too much, if you're looking into the future too much, you have so much anxiety, and you're also not enjoying your life that's ahead right. of you. So, um, I basically just kind of play with both. Like I'm using my present to build a better future, but I'm also looking at my future as a vision, as a forward goal to keep myself motivated. Right. And so when I'm writing now, it's kind of just like, I don't know. I feel like I've become through all this struggle a phenomenal person. And now I'm really boasting that like, you know, everything tried to break me friends betrayal and you know i I talk about a lot in the new album um ovr die y'all on the way um i talk about a lot in the new album about how people have always wanted to be in my shoes Mm -hmm. but i'm like you don't really know what's going on in the background because you know i'm not living this out loud you know what i mean right but it's just like before you go oh we love our confidence we love or whatever i'm like can you have to have the days where you're trying to convince yourself to even stay alive right you know And if you can't do that, then you definitely don't deserve to walk around with that confidence, with that fierceness, because they go hand in hand. Right. You know, you become invincible because everything has came to try to break you and you found a way over it. Even if you just got it by an inch, (laughs) like even if you beat it by an inch, if you made it out, I mean, the character building that comes from that is amazing. So I'm talking about that in my new songs, character. I'm talking about just... I think I'm done talking about the struggle. I want to focus on the victory part of it. And Mm. even though I'm still going through it right now, I'm confident that whatever's been thrown my way, I'm going to be victorious. And I feel like everything that's happened up until this point has uh, helped me so that I can take care of my mom so that I can do these things because I have been through a lot already. Right. So this is just like, all right, like what's a little bit more, you know, but I'm more patient now. I'm more understanding. I stopped to listen. You know, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just evolved in a way where now taking on these struggles is, is just taking another class. That's how I feel. I'm like, I'm just signing up for school again, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So that's that's the way I look at it. You know, you talked about confidence and I do want to segue into your lyrics next, but you bringing up confidence really makes me want to hone in on too. I hope when our listeners listen to this interview and all the other interviews that they take something away to apply to their life. Right. And when we talk about building confidence, that's hard to do, especially in a world that's like, this is how you should be. Absolutely. When there's identity involved. And I know that you're very open about being gay and like your journey. How did you build confidence through that? And you've talked about your mom taking you to church and what the church identifies as good and bad. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Well, so um, first of all, just to clear it up, it's I am. no longer like I think that I think that we're all having spiritual connections here some of Mm -hmm. us will never be able to tap into that because we're so uh wrapped up in the materialistic society Mm -hmm. view of a person right um but I feel like where I've come now is like you can truly fall in love with anyone now obviously attraction is how it happens so like if I look at a man I'm not like oh girl yes like (laughs) but if I was to have a conversation with one for a while or whatever the case may be if I'm just like you have all these character qualities that I like I just think it's silly to let a physical, the physical stop myself from having a spiritual connection. 
Because mm-hmm. we don't really know what we're going to be in the next life. We don't know what we're going to look like. We don't even know if we're going to be white, black, or if that's even going to be a thing. You know right, what I mean? Right. We just know that we're, our spirits are going to are going to carry on with that. You know right. what I mean? And so um, I think that I apply that now because I just know that none of this, we can't have any of this forever. It's temporary. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not going to base temporary things off of permanent decisions, Ooh. you know? So um, just to clear that up. So mm-hmm. I don't define as gay. I'm just a very free spirit. Or whatever, but you most likely might see me with a woman. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> uh, but I, so I moved out when I was 16, basically. My mom and my dad actually were ministers. Uh, I, like, basically did a big fuck you and just cut my hair. It was, like, long like yours or whatever. Yes. And I was like. I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was my way of kind of, you know, and, I mean, I would go to school after that and I would hear the whispering and stuff. but. As people just saw that I didn't care, they started to going from, oh, my God, she's just going to be so weird now to respecting me. Like, damn, like she doesn't give a fuck. Like she's still doing her thing. Mm-hmm. And I have definitely pulled away from just being a religious person. Like, I don't think that religion covers half of the things that we really should focus on. You know, I think that there should be more sermons about financial literacy I feel like there should be more sermons about character. And sometimes I just feel like we're focused on just these three, four different subjects. And then it just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that spirituality allows you to explore and have a, a higher connection um, in your own way. Right. However you design it. You know, when mm-hmm. I moved to L.A., I thought that L.A. was going to be about becoming glam and like whatever. <laughs> and I mean, I did achieve a lot of things out there right but it was a spiritual journey you know i learned i started doing hot yoga i uh, volunteered at a meditation um studios just so i could get free meditation classes i would go and i would work for like two hours or whatever mm-hmm. and through that i became super super connected where i could hear things where i could uh feel the universe and like know that something was coming i knew something was like for instance like when i got booked for the reality show that's on snapchat mm-hmm like when I was, I was in a sound bath, it was Monday night. And while we were meditating, I just kept hearing this l- really loud whisper that just said reality. Mm-hmm. It just going reality. And I was like, I don't know what that was about. And then three days later, someone called me and was like, hey, we saw your profile on Instagram. We'd love to talk to you about being in this reality show. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's crazy, you know? Right. But it's just about like now spirituality, uh, spirituality about for me is about being sound. Obviously, it's about serving others, but it's also serving yourself. Mm. And, uh, I'm just, I think I was always bold to answer your question is I was always bold to, even if it wasn't going to be right. And even if I failed, I wanted to try it, you know? And I think a lot of people are scared to do things because they feel like they don't want to be judged. They don't want, um, you know, like to be criticized or be under public scrutiny. And it's like, you have to say, fuck all that. If you want to try to get closer to yourself, because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, like you are going to go in a box by yourself or however the hell, like, you know, you're going to be planted in a tree by yourself. Right it's going to be in for you by yourself. So I feel like you definitely need to live life forward. And the people that uh, mind don't matter and the people that matter don't mind, you know, (laughs) that's good. (laughs) That's good. And I mean, that's what that posted on my my mirror because it's easy to walk in confidence in the things that you believe for yourself, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. things that are uncomfortable, the things that you know you're supposed to do, but you just kind of keep pushing it off procrastination. Those are the hard things. Mm -hmm. And so I've been challenging myself for the last three months. Do the hard things first. Nice. Nice. Yes. Because if you don't, 
what it happens. gets overwhelming. Exactly. <laughs> it gets very overwhelming if you don't take care of the hard things. Yes. Exactly. So let's dive into your lyrics. Okay. So I have just kind of broken down some quotes, right? That stood out okay. for me. Okay. I was like, I was wondering, I was like, did you listen? Because I didn't bring any of the quotes. I was just going to wait till y'all played it. So I was like. Yeah. It was, you know, to hear words, right? Mm. You add the music and it brings an emotion. But mm. when you really read the words, I'm really big when artists first come out. Like, I need to pull the lyrics with the song. Absolutely. I can't just listen to the song. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. So the first one, I try to give you love but you were never down. And so my question for you is what's love and where did you pull this line from? Mm. So I'm trying to figure out what space I was in when I wrote that too. And the question like what's love? Um, what I thought it was then too, when I wrote that has definitely evolved over time. And, um, you know, like I'm recently dating someone and our biggest challenge because she's never had it is unconditional love, mm. you know, and she's amazing. She actually is really fucking amazing. Like, she's super smart. She's super spiritual. Um, she's fun, like, mm-hmm. and she's funny, like, which is great because you want someone that makes you laugh. Right. Uh, but she has these moments where she don't kill me. Where she gets mad, <laughs> where she gets upset. And she acts a completely different way. That's how she actually is. Right. You know, and it's like these walls go up. Uh, you know, she won't show up to something that might have planned all week just because of that moment. And Mm -hmm. then once that, I told her, I was like, you're going in the red, you know, that's why I call it now. (laughs) And once the red is done, she's back like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I did that. I would never do that. And I said, you know, I was like, when we fight, we have to, I was like, everything I do is an act of love. And that's what I've realized now. Um, It's an act of love when I'm still mad at you, but I show up and I brush your car off or whatever. It's an act of love when, we did get into an argument, but I'm not, or we're getting into an argument, but I'm not raising my voice. I'm still talking to you with respect. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things are an act of love. And I didn't know how to do that a long time ago. I'm like, I'm about to tear some shit up. I'm about to, you know, <laughs> right. break glass. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's just like, you don't need to do all that to get mm-hmm. your point across. And you also, you have to remember the love that you have for this person, even when they've upset you. Right. right. And so, um, I would say like love in general, like I said, is just unconditional and it just really, I just, I'm so impressed by the way that I am in this like new thing and how I've been in my last few relationships. I'm like, wow, I don't, you know, like my last relationship, it ended because this person was basically having an affair with their best friend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I kind of felt like that was happening. But my thing is once I came to, I was like, wow, I did not like go off or anything. I kind of just said, hey, you know what? When we get back in town, because we're out of town, I was like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to see you. I wish you the best. I said, but you just don't deserve me and you need to, you need to grow. You need to whatever. You need to heal. You need to blah, blah, blah. But I never was just like, you're a fucking bitch and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's just because I I can't, I can't like become lesser because of what someone else is doing to me. And Mm. I think that the ultimate version of love is self-love now for me. And if I love myself, I know how to still deal with other people without damaging my character, you know? So it's a constant thing of holding on to character, right? you know? So, um, and then when I was talking about, I tried to give you love, it's just, I think that it was very, it's always been very hard for me to balance. And I'm, I'm definitely better with the work and play now. I used to not like, I used to like be mad that like my partners could take me away and we could actually have fun and I'm not in the studio and I'm not writing, I'm not whatever, (laughs) but I needed to do that sometimes. But I was obsessive where I'm like, 
I've been out for 20 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't be here with you. Right. Um, but sometimes I would have those partners, too, that were like, uh, they they were kind of like, you're on Instagram too long. You're, you're marketing. You've been on the computer all day. And they think that I'm just, like, playing around. I'm like, dude, no, I'm, you know. Working. Yeah, exactly. I'm working. <laughs> exactly. I'm working. And so I think that uh, me trying to be this bigger person once someone used to fall in love with me, they'd be like, oh, they, they, all that shiny stuff was great to them. And then we become an actual relationship. They're like, oh, this is what it's like to be with you. Like, you're busy. Oh, you're going to be talking to other people. Oh, like, you know, you're it's at different. networking and it looks like you're flirting, but you're not, you know, right. all that stuff or whatever. And so I'm like, I tried to give you love, but it's like, you don't want, you really don't want it the way that it's going to come with for me. You know, Ooh. you weren't down for the journey. That's why I said you were, I tried to give you love, but you're never down. You're down for me, but you're not down for my journey. And I need you to, to be down for both. If we're going to be together, because we're going to be moving. Like I'm about growing. I can't, I can't just get with you and then everything stops. No, we have to keep moving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's kind of where that came from. And I'm so happy that I have a better version now too of what, lo- of what love means. Cause if I say that now, I tried to give you love and you don't take it, then I just think you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I got the best sauce out here, right? best love. Exactly. Exactly. That's, but that goes back to, you know, filling yourself up mm-hmm. and knowing your worth and your value. Absolutely. And some people will look at it and say it's cocky or it's arrogance, but it's really just knowing who you are. Absolutely. And owning it. Absolutely. So that's I took some nuggets from that. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> okay, so the next one is it's bound to happen because I'm sure of who I am. I started repenting and got good with all my sins. I stopped resenting and got good with all my kins. I'm glad I sent you this one. <laughs> <laughs> and you've kind of talked about this. You talked about the um, toxicity with your parents mm-hmm. and you've talked about, you know, how you define love. I feel like it's all feeding into it. Mm-hmm. And you talked about your relationship with me in my mind to God, not mm. necessarily to the church. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So talk about what you were going through in, that, in those lyrics. Yes. I'm about to make it because I'm sure who I am. Stop presenting. Well, first of all, uh, I always, I talk about a lot when we talk about success, I talk a lot about longevity. I think that true success, you cannot have true success without longevity because if, let me tell you, like if you were to just make it as this big talk show host, right? Right. But then, you know, once you make it, you're having drinking problems, drug problems, and they cancel your show, and then you never do anything again. Right. Does that really actually mean that you were, you're successful? Because you just, you, you made it for that moment, you grasped it, but you didn't hold on to it. So how, you're right back where you started. And so I, I tell people, in order to really be successful, you have to, first of all, you have to do the work, the inner work. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love what my brand is now because I force people to go and like look on the inside. It's not about cars. It's not about jewelry. It's not about any of those things because that's not what's going to define you and make you who you are. And that's not going to keep you solid when life is coming at you like full full force because life is hard. And I'm, I'm sure that everyone in this room, when we hear that word, can think about a time where we're like, I did not think I was going to make it through this, right? right? So everybody's going through something at, at some point in life. So when I talk about, uh, when I talk about, when I talk about these things, I'm just like, you got to do the healing work. You have to learn to be patient. You have to find people that resonate with what your brand is, who you are as a person so that you can build these people around you because you can't do anything great by yourself. Right. So you need to make sure you have people that do actually resonate with who you are so that you can trust them with responsibilities to cultivate your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I started doing the work. I started forgiving because I can't be a bitter, successful person. <laughs> I started healing because I can't be a broken, successful person. Right. And I was like, wow. I always thought when I was 21, you know, I came out with my first album. I'm like, man, I'm the best. And everyone's like, you're the best. And I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was like, God, how come you didn't give it to me then? And then 23, I'm like, how come you didn't give it to me then? And then 25, you know. I had a holiday party in L.A. and I got fired because I got way too drunk and like out of control. You know what I mean? Wow. And that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but I didn't get it then because I couldn't handle it then. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm like now the person that I am, I was like, I'd rather I always tell people I said I would rather never be rich and live this simple, just comfortable life than be rich and then have to go back to the simple and comfortable life. I think that's a lot harder to deal with because right. you know what you had and, and you, you lost, lost it. it. You wake up every day like, what the fuck? These ain't Versace shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> There are a lot of rich people who are walking in that truth today. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, again, longevity. And when you become a sound person, it's bound to happen because I'm sure of who I am when I say that because I'm so sure of who I am. I'm sure about the business decisions I'm going to make. I'm sure that the money won't entice me over the plan and the vision, you know? Right. I might have someone come to me and they're like, well, we can't really offer you that much money right now, but this is what we see in five years. Mm -hmm. I might go, let's do that because I feel like I believe in this right now. And I might have another person say, this is all what we give you. You're going to attach your name to this. And I'll be like, no, because this is, while the money looks great, I can't stand behind this because this is going to ruin my reputation in five years. You know, wow. you yeah. got to be able to make those decisions. But that comes with literally, like I said, knowing who you are. Right. So I think that's why I said that, because I was in that space where I'm just like, I am becoming, I'm evolving and I'm going to be the type of person that when I have it, it's not going to stop. Mm -hmm. It's going to it's going to just like it's going to be like uh, what I what I tell people wildfire, you know, <laughs> it's going to be like wildfire. Yeah. And that's how you want it to be. And even as I hear you, I think about like my own life situation, mm -hmm. like to think that, oh, I got to this point. It's about to pop. Right, right, right. And right. it pops the opposite way. <laughs> it's so humbling. Yes. It's so humbling. Yes, yes. But then I thank God for the journey. It's like the cry throughout the wilderness of like, I know I'll find my way out. Yes. But while I'm in it, how do I keep my praise? How do I keep my joy? How do I keep working mm -hmm. and not give up? So that's solid. Um, that was one of my favorite lines, by the way, oh, as you. I was listening to the song. <laughs> that one gets me geeked. I'm like, I'll be like on the treadmill. And I'm like, okay, we, we were going from four to like 8.5. Like, because that's I'm how about it feels. <laughs> yes, yes, like, exactly. When you really could go back and say, I love who I am. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't care about what this family member is going to say when I go to Christmas dinner. Right. Like yes. when I'm in the house and they say something that they always say that would turn me up the mm -hmm few years ago and i could just like be chill it feels like the energizer bunny to a certain extent because yes. you know that you're better okay so the next one which it's i'll i'll tie these last two together sure. because i think it wraps up everything um what's next what's next what do i have to do to earn my respect but then you talk about later like in that same what's next walking down a lonely road what's next what's next mm. Mm. And so I hear two themes from mm. my perspective, you know, wanting your respect mm. and then understanding that it's a lonely road. It contradicts itself to a certain mm -hmm. extent, but it's like all in the same, same path. I love that. I sent you something that I had. Uh, I want to say that what's next came out in 2015 and it's 2022 now. And so it's so relevant. It's still so relevant. <laughs> exactly. But like to. Gosh, like 
I always tell people that making music, making art, is I said my main goal is to create some definitive work that will pass or surpass me after I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And still inspire people and still affect people. Mm-hmm. That's why I talk about fame versus history. I do that a lot because I would rather be a person that makes history than someone that's famous right now and is forgotten. Mm-hmm. Because someone that makes history will continue to impact generations. Like Malcolm King, Malcolm X, uh, Martin Luther Kings, those kind of people. I would choose that over being a Kim Kardashian any day. Right. You know, and that, nothing wrong with that. But like. There'll be a point where their makeup products won't matter anymore right. because they have work that's easily replaceable. Mm-hmm. Now, you do something that frees a nation, that inspires people to look at the soul of a man. Those things are going to be something that everybody carries with for the rest of their lives. Right. So with that being said, you know, um, I. When you talk about when you talk about the lonely road or whatever, it's very interesting that I said that because. I used to think that the only way for me to be successful is to close myself off from everybody <laughs> and everything. Cause I'm like, they don't understand. They don't know. And right. also they're going to slow me down. <laughs> like, you know, just all this ego driven things, even though you don't think it's the ego driving you it definitely is. Right. I finally let go when I was in LA and I said, why don't you for once in your life try to see if you can build these friendships, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, be, Part of it was because I was burned a lot earlier. Like I had friends who were jealous, like don't invite her to this party because, you know, she gets too much attention, stuff like that. And you, These are your best friends. You're like, right. what the hell? When you find that stuff out, you're like, well, I'm definitely better off by myself. Right. right. But once I when I let that in, I mean, I ended up meeting some really great people. One of my best friends in L.A., his name is Dre. He's a producer now. He actually learned how to make beats while he was during the pandemic. But he's mm-hmm. should have been doing it all his life. He's amazing. Okay. Me and him have made some really great songs together. Uh, we came up with a studio collaboration. We started shooting videos together. I mean, I was growing and being even more successful once I started inviting this friend group around. Okay. And that's what made me realize. I said, I don't have to do it alone. I just have to do it with like minds, you know? Mm. And um, that takes a while to get to. One, because you have to know who you are. Right. And two, because genuine people aren't just laying on the street. Like, hey, you genuine, <laughs> let me pick you up. Like, no, you got to really... Search high and low for that. But once you get it, you lock in that connection and you keep going, you know? Right. And so uh, I think you said walking down a lonely road and then, oh, what do I have to do to earn my respect? Yeah. Uh, that was part of me being cocky because I'm just like, what What else do I have to do? Like, I mean, I'm putting out the albums like this is going to be my seventh album that I dropped this year. Okay. This doesn't include all the side music, all the video music videos that aren't on these albums or any of them. And I'm just like, yo, I've put in the work. But like, definitely, uh, definitely this year, I feel like now I realize what I had to do to earn my respect was just become become a respectable person. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the, the irony of that, right? right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yo, you weren't. There's a quote I did in one of my yoga classes, and they said, usually, what we want is held within reach until we become who we should be in order to deserve it. You know. Like, so you don't have what you want because you're probably not the type of person that can acquire what you want, you know? Right. And when you, like, think about that, when I started realizing that, I was like, okay, forget focusing on that shiny apple that's literally within reach. I'm just going to start focusing on me. And the more you just start focusing on you and doing the work and going, this is actually what it's going to take to be successful, then everything actually just starts gravitating to you, you know? 
falls in your lap. Absolutely. It's crazy how the pandemic, although many lives have been lost and, you know, we're still going through these roller coasters of masks, no masks, vaccines, booster shots. I feel that the pandemic has still been an opportunity for those who have been seeking but didn't have the quiet time. For those who need understanding but didn't know how to get it. For those who want to do the self-work but don't know who to call on Mm -hmm. because it was an opportunity for the world, not even just our country, not our state, not our city, the world to be still and to hear from others, to receive and to give. And so the beauty of everything that you're talking about goes back to self-work. Yes. Like, are you willing to be honest with yourself in a room by yourself, even if it's on a piece of paper? Are you willing to be honest when the door is open in the industry in which you want to overtake? Right. Right. It's wild. Yes. This has been so (laughs) enlightening. I mean, there are so many gems that I'm taking away and I just don't want my husband to hear all of them because (laughs) he's going to hold me accountable to a whole nother level. It's like the beauty of doing these interviews is I learned so much. And then when I go back home, my husband's like, well, since you learned this, let's talk about it. I love that, though. (laughs) A partner that challenges you on a daily basis. That's great. It's necessary Mm -hmm. because you need someone to put that mirror up sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we just want to ignore the the ugly things, the hard things. Yes. I always close interviews with a parable out of here. It's not a parable. I made that word up. It's how to be more tree. Okay. And it's always profound because I cannot plan things, how I flip this book open. You saw me flip this book open. Right. <laughs> um, I just want to hear your thoughts after you hear it. Sounds good. Learn to weather the storm. See, that's already in line with what we've talked about. <laughs> the queen of the country, Dolly Parton, once said, storms make trees take deeper roots. And it's certainly true that trees can adapt to growing in strong winds. While difficult times are inevitable, how we deal with them is up to us. Trees really, they really want to grow straight. But tough guys like the Hawthorne accept that in exposed places, this isn't always possible. The strong prevailing wind damages their growth, damages their growing tips. So only the sheltered sides grow, making them look lopsided. To keep them from falling over, the hawthorn then embraces its trunk and its roots on the opposite side. So it's balanced and much less likely to topple in a storm. This tree is called the hawthorn. You want to know what's so funny about this? When I moved to L.A., that was the street I lived on. Hawthorne Avenue. (laughs) Stop. Stop. I cannot plan this. (laughs) Yep, 7000 Hawthorne Avenue. I can tell y'all now because I don't live there. So, um... (laughs) Yeah, I think that I think that that to be honest, I mean that just is the cherry on top of a Sunday. That is literally what covers everything we talked about. Um, growing roots for longevity, uh, weathering the storm so that you can build character. I mean, I just love that this uh, this whole segment really aligns with what I want to continue to talk about. Um, you know, and I was so happy to come to this do this interview with you because. Uh, it's just like, I was like, now I think I'm ready to have something to say. Because, like, the first, I came back, I just moved back here, um, and I've only been back a year, you know. Okay. And I used the whole first year to just not do anything. I didn't post, I didn't promote. I was like, you're recreating yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Rebirth. Uh, yeah. And uh, patience is a virtue, you know. Some people are like, oh, man, you got to start, keep, you got to keep going, you're going to lose the. I said, just like when I started before, and I said, energy is, energy is like literally the realest, most purest thing. 
If you're the kind of person that attracts people, you're going to attract them whether you stop for two months and then go back or whatever. You know, people are so afraid to take a break. Right. But when they're afraid to take a break, then they start doing all the wrong things. They start sending out the wrong messages, you know, because you're when you're changing, you know what I mean? Like when you see a runway, you don't see the models change on the runway. They go back <laughs> and take their time and then they come back out with a whole new thing. You know what I mean? But it's that's fixed. Good. It looks good. And that's what I was doing. I was like, let me go change before I go back to the runway. But it's like the outfit that I'm putting on took like a year to put on. Right. So y'all had to wait. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're talking about, like with uh Trees, roots, and second of all, you you know that trees and roots and all that stuff take hundreds and hundreds of years to even solidify. Mm-hmm. And again, like, I'm a very excited, not just for what I'm going to do in this lifetime, but who I'm going to help in, in the in the grades that come after me, that I actually had some contribution to the way that they think, to the way that they approach life, to the way that they handle and treat others, and the way that they become leaders. And that's going to be exciting to, I guess, watch from heaven, because... I don't know where, <laughs> where I'll be, but I'm sure it'll be better than Netflix. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's kind of just my feedback is um, if you want to do something great, you want to be solid, definitely, definitely uh, be a tree. That was dope. I appreciate you. Thank you so here. much for having me here. Yeah, you have been a joy and it's always beautiful to reconnect with people from the past. Yes, to exactly. Hear the journey cuz you see things on social media but you don't really know what's happening. I know, right? And you're like, "Let me see if she about what she says she about," you know? <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that. That's all we've got for today's segment here at the Podcast Town Studio. These stories they connect us. The ultimate question What was the journey like to freedom? Wait, journey is agreeing to disagree, different perspectives, healing from within, all because life and legacy are complex. Beauty feels good when it's from within. We see people everywhere, but do we really see them? Hear their thoughts, griefs, pain, or struggles? To be strong is to heal. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he will help you catch your breath. Remember to breathe. You're stronger than you think. Make sure you stay connected by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Invisible Talks Podcast. Until next time, I'm Tyra Eatland.